Hello again, beautiful beings of light, and welcome back to another expand episode with yours truly, Elizabeth April. Today, I want to talk about the concept of being alone. And I want you to think about this concept of being alone in your own reality. I know that some people are very scared or fearful or anxious when they think about being alone. I know that some people thrive on being alone. And I just kind of had this realization. So I was outside, I was meditating, and I was kind of having this moment with myself. And then my wife opens up the back door and, you know, she comes out and she starts talking to me. And immediately I can feel and sense her vibration and it takes me out of the moment that I was having. It wasn't a big deal, but because I was very aware uh, through meditation and quieting my mind and then having her come into my energy, it felt jarring. It felt completely different. And after she left, I started thinking about this concept of being alone. And, you know, I have a beautiful property in Canada, which is 10 acres of just pure untouched forest. About two acres are cleared, and that's where the house is. And then I have 800 square feet of a one-bedroom condo in Los Angeles. And so we live back and forth, right? This weird kind of dynamic lifestyle. But in LA, especially living in a condo, in a condo complex, the second that I step out of those condo doors, I am constantly being observed. There really isn't a moment of being alone, other than me maybe being in the bedroom with the door closed and then my wife being in the living room. When we have people, sometimes even animals, that are observing us, it changes our dynamic with who we are and how we behave. I find that nature is a very pure reflection of energy. Nature does have consciousness, does observe but does not have perception or judgment. Therefore, it's just pure. Animals are kind of like that, but animals like pets and things can judge as well. (laughs) You can feel judged by your dog for sure. And so this is just really fascinating. It fascinates me. This concept of, of being alone and is that important? One thing that I've channeled in the past is that individuals who have a hard time being alone have a hard time reflecting in on themselves. And it's almost like those people who have a hard time being alone or even being in silence would also probably have a hard time smoking weed. I'm just going to put it out there. Because there's this immediate reflection back to you the second that you do not have anything else in your environment to interact with. Like, imagine, this is going to sound really crazy, so I hope you're sitting down. 
Imagine you put your phone away. You just turn it off for the day. Then you turn off the TV. Then you turn off the computer. And it's just you. Not journal writing. Not reading a book. Not doing an art piece. Not walking around. It's just you. Just you and you and you for one day. How would you act? How would you react? How would you observe? How would you move through? How would you understand time throughout that day? We live such a fast-paced life because we fill every moment with so much stimulation. And I don't judge that because I'm always listening to music. You know, I, I love being stimulated in all of my senses. So, and I'm also a millennial, and I think that that's part of the generation, and I also think that's part of these hybrid kids coming through. Their brains just work a different way. And as a society, no matter what age you're in, no matter what generation you're a part of, there is this need to fill the void. For me personally, I love being alone. I feel so obligated to post on social media that I resent it, which is, you know, one thing that I want to pass off to my team. I love creating content. I love hopping into videos. I love showing up, especially through downloads. But I also really need the alone time. I really just need me time. And having so much of this alone time here on this beautiful property for the first time ever, because I've never owned a property before, never had this kind of expansion or experience. I have an apprehension of going back to Los Angeles and always being observed. Not only that, but I actually tend to get recognized in LA quite often. I know this might trigger some people, but I actually kind of enjoyed wearing a mask for a bit because I get to be anonymous i get to and that's i'm not saying that like i'm you know so popular that i you know there's crowd it's not even close to that but no matter where i am or who i am i get to just kind of be unknown and i love being in this little tiny town of like a thousand people and being unknown even though i think you know i'm the weird chick with all the hippie crystals and the weird cloaks and things i, I definitely stand out but they don't know. They don't care. I like not being observed. Because every time an observation from someone else, a conscious participant happens, they are immediately creating their own reality of what they or who they believe that you are instead of you just being you. I truly feel like alone time allows us to let go of all of the reflections, all of the projections, all of the attachments, all of the expectations, all of the need for anything. And it allows us to be free within ourselves. However, that freedom is very scary for a lot of people because that freedom means that they have to let go of all of their identifiers. If you're like, I'm a Bachelorette fan and I always watch The Bachelorette. Okay, that's a part of your identity. Maybe that says something about who you are. Maybe not. 
But what if you didn't have that as an identifier? Now, moving forward, imagine no makeup. I don't know if you wear makeup, but no makeup, no clothing, no jewelry, no rings, no wedding bands, no identifiers. You're just butt-ass naked, all alone. And you don't have to be on some survival show, you know, out in the middle of nowhere. But just imagine being in a blank, empty room with nothing, with nothing to signify what you're connected with. It's kind of like being in a, a deprivation chamber or, or a depth tank. And I don't know if you've ever been in a deprivation uh, tank before. I have. It was incredible. I loved it. And it allowed you to have that moment without distraction to really bring awareness to those underlying thoughts But then even thoughts are an association with things, which is an association with identity, which is all just an illusion. It doesn't exist. And even when you strip that away and you're alone for long enough, you really get to the depths of who you are, which is everything, but also nothing. Are you struggling right now? Are you having difficulty with your reactions and attachments, with your emotions, with your physical body? Well, most likely you are shifting to a new frequency. And I invite you to shift with me into the fifth dimension frequency. Check out the 3D to 5D Shift Masterclass by yours truly, Elizabeth April. You can find it on my website today. It is an eight-week-long course, and it will help you let go of 3D, understand that this entire reality is just an illusion created by your conscious awareness and focus. I will see you in the Shift Masterclass, but also in the Fifth Dimension Frequency. A lot of people feel anxious being alone because they're scared to lose themselves. But from my experience, there is no such thing as losing yourself. There is only ever finding yourself. Because within the absence of the conceptualization, that's you. And how does that feel? To be connected to the nothingness that is you. Maybe not at first. But eventually you'll feel free within that. And then there's this question. If a tree falls in the woods and no one's around to hear it, does it make a sound? If you are existing in solitude with no one around to observe you, do you even exist? Like truly, do we only exist right now in this moment because we chose to observe this moment? But then think about it. Maybe you're a husband or a wife. Maybe you're a mother or a father. When are you actually really alone? When are you actually really ever void of distraction? Especially as a parent, especially as a parent with young kids, there is this constant awareness of not only perceiving 
but being perceived from others, from the little ones. And there's also a constant pull to the identity of motherhood or fatherhood. When are you really alone? And how do you feel about being alone? Do you feel like it's something that you can do easily? Do you feel like it's something that you don't have enough of? Anytime, personally, that I don't get enough alone time, I get very overwhelmed and frustrated and agitated. And even when I, in LA, hop on my motorcycle and go to my favorite little pond, it's a popular public park. There are always people around. And I really believe that that helps us, to a certain extent, understand boundaries. Because even when I was having my little meditation moment outside and my wife came out, I immediately felt the fury, not fury, the chaos of her energy, of, of her day and the working and all of that, and which is totally fine. I mean, it's, it's, she wasn't stressed out or anything. It was just all of that energy. And I felt overwhelmed just kind of stepping into that or having her step into my energy. But then I remembered that I could create healthy boundaries and that didn't have to affect me. So I put my walls up and I take a step back energetically and I listen to her and I, you know, hear her out on whatever it is that's going on. And then just like a whirlwind, she's gone again. And I'm okay with it because I've created those healthy boundaries. I was able to remove myself from that in the moment. And that's what we need. If you live in a city, if you have constant commotion and chaos, you need to be able to connect with the right things and disconnect from the things that don't actually serve you. Because even a plant can observe you. Even a microscopic atom can observe you. I really don't believe that we are ever really alone. Ever. I mean, and I'm just talking about the physical world, not even mentioning the non-physical world <laughs> and all of the, the beings and the entities and the whatever that are there. But just here in this physical reality, are we ever truly alone? And hey, you might be 65 and perpetually single for most of your life. And you might be thinking, yeah, I'm alone all the time. So are you utilizing that? Are you bringing awareness to yourself within that non-reflection? You know, it's funny, years ago I called myself a serial monogamist. And basically that just means that I am always forever in long-term relationships. Ever since I was 14, it's been basically two to three year relationships again and again and again and again. And I had this worry when I was in my mid-20s to think, am I running from something? Am I unable to be alone? What am I doing? <laughs> you know, why am I like this? And I really had to check myself. And of course, they were all divine, synchronistic, important, pivotal dynamics and relationships that I was a part of. I don't regret any of them, not even the... Uh, the really dark ones. And the message that came back to me was, I learn the fastest through having another person in my life 
because there's an immediate projection and reflection that I have to deal with. And that made so much sense to me because I'm the kind of person that if completely left to my own devices, left on my own, I feel like, well, first of all, I would get so comfortable with being alone that I would probably want to be there for the rest of my life. And that can be kind of sad as well. But also, there would be no checks and balances. There would be no, hey, are you sure you want to do that? Or, hey, you're kind of being a dick right now. Or, hey, maybe you should share. Or whatever. But being alone honestly, it's so easy for me to do. And what's really interesting, it's kind of like going back to the saying of like, people who want UFO disclosure and contact don't ever get it in their life. People who don't want, have never asked for UFO disclosure and contact, get it. I feel like in some sort of weird twisted way, people who have a huge problem being alone often end up alone. People who don't really care about being alone or not, or would rather be alone, end up in relationships. I don't think that this is always the case, but I think that individuals who have contracts where they need to learn the essence, the value, the potentials of loneliness and being alone, end up alone. And the individuals who have learned the potentials of loneliness and being alone end up with someone because they have to learn to share. They have to learn to be with someone, you know? And I I laugh at that because I see that in my own life. And I see that in, in the reflections of the people around me and in my own clients in the past is that this concept of being alone, and I'm not just talking about relationships, but it's just very fascinating how diverse that can be. So I want you to think to yourself, How do I feel about being alone? And do I have enough of that alone time? It is so important that we have this space, we have this time in order to go inward, in order to grow, in order to expand and contemplate without distraction, without technology, without bypassing. With that being said, I will bring this episode to a close As always, thank you for spending your alone time with me. I really appreciate it. As always, until next time, I will see all of you in the fifth dimension.